You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Hello and welcome to another edition of the show where we take a wander around the week in Apple, Apple News, Reviews, Technology, Associated Products and all sorts of other things that catch our eye. This is another episode of the Essential Apple Podcast. Hello, and we're back again after yet another unexpected hiatus. Uh, one week, uh, Nick was away, I think he was on holiday, and uh, the following week, uh, we were going to do it, and then I found out, to my embarrassment, that uh, I had turned my Mac back onto beta access, and forgotten to turn off automatic updates, completely my own fault, um, and it had updated to uh, Sonoma, what is it, 14.1 beta 1, or public beta 1, anyway, uh, with the result that all my rogue amoeba apps broke. Now, that's a pretty unusual thing to happen, I admit. Um, normally, rogue amoeba tell you not to use uh, the betas until the OS goes mainstream uh, when they have working apps out. And I've never had a point beta break them. But last week, it did. So uh, that uh, knackered that one. And um, I have to say, all props to Rogue Amoeba. Uh, I went to their site, said, do not use 14.1. It will break your Rogue Amoeba apps. And then they had a big red banner saying, if you have already accidentally updated to 14.1, don't panic. Contact support. Um, and I did, and I expected them to take some time to get back to me. But 10 minutes later, 10 minutes after I emailed them saying, help me, I've accidentally, uh, you know, through my own fault, installed 14.1 beta. And a very nice gentleman uh, sent me a link to the dev builds, which, quote unquote, should work. Um, so all props to them. All props to them. Um, don't know what broke. Uh, Rogue Amoeba told me they weren't uh, either didn't know or were not at liberty to say what Apple had done that had broken their apps. But uh, as I say, dev copies were on my Mac within half an hour of finding out what had happened. So that's very, very good on their part. Uh, anyway, that's enough of that. Um, moving on. Nick is here with me again. Hello, Nick. Hi, Simon. Oh, yeah, talking about companies that um, jumped to attention, um, I uh, I decided I had enough of my three problems dropping out. And uh, so I sent an email to their CEO and said, you know, look, this just isn't good enough. And um, the very next day, I had two emails straight away. And uh, I had a contact from one of their executive team saying that she'd try and get something sorted out for me. And um, she's sending me out a new modem. So um, I should. she said either Friday or this coming Monday. So hopefully I should get it tomorrow. But yes, yeah, suddenly, uh, suddenly they couldn't be helpful enough. 
<laughs> when you say you're going to withdraw your custom, yeah, funny that, isn't it? But when it's the... nearly always it's nearly always speaking to someone high up, and uh, I think I got a reply from Richard himself, the uh, CEO. So mm. um, it's worthwhile going to the top if you're going to complain. If you can't get any joy at the uh, customer support level, yep. Well, I've had a couple of weeks of oddities and fun talking about uh, that sort of thing. Um, I had a problem with my iPhoto, uh, photos, I should say, on the Mac, where uh, I went to open my photos. I don't use photos on the Mac very often, I'll admit, but I wanted to uh, get one of the pictures from there and use it for something. And uh, it wouldn't, well, photos opened, but it said, there is something wrong with your library, it cannot be opened. So I tried oh, all the... I tried all the usual shenanigans, you know, rebuild. All it just kept saying is, no, it's broken and blah, blah, blah. So then I had to, um, I tried removing it and recreating it and all sorts of things. Anyway, after about three days of trying everything I knew, I got in touch with uh, Apple Support, who walked me through all the things I'd already done, um, none of which helped. And then uh, eventually we had to dig around in the phone and uh, we never did find out what uh, was wrong with it because all of a sudden uh, we I, he was doing like, you know, close close photos, do this, do that, open photos, nothing was working. Then all of a sudden, one of the times I just said, I'll just open photos and it said, now syncing with iCloud and all my pictures came back because I knew they were all there because they were, so we never determined because they were still on the phone and in iCloud, you could get to them iCloud.com. So we never did determine what was wrong with it, but um, it fixed itself. How strange. Very strange. And then about a week later, uh, similarly, I found that I could not get... um, SMS messages. Uh, I could, sorry, I could not send SMS messages from messages on my Mac. Again, messages on my Mac, not something I use very often, but I was doing something and uh, a friend of mine was sending me messages and every time I tried to send one, they would uh, just fail to go. So uh, I spent about three days troubleshooting that, again, to no avail, signing in and out of iCloud, doing this, resetting everything, fiddling about with the phone, all sorts of things. Eventually, again, I resorted to speaking to Apple Support, who, uh, because I was busy, I had to go out shortly after that. They said, we'll ring you back tomorrow, which they did, as promised. And um, they sent a more senior technician, because I'd already spent an hour the day before um, going through it with Apple Support. And then, uh, you know, they did the thing where they connected to my Mac and had to look at all the settings and asked me to do various things. And then we went to the phone and messed about there. And in the end, it turned out that something had gone horribly wrong, probably at their end, but nobody could really determine, in that uh, everything on my phone was working as expected, all my iCloud was fine, everything, but the send and receive uh, SMS messages on my phone had somehow got attached to uh, the account that I use for um, the App Store. (laughs) So, um, rather than my, rather than my mine very strange so faffed about with that for a bit and then got it to 
actually sign in to my iCloud account and then all of a sudden that was working but at least we determined what was wrong with that um nobody again no real explanation was forthcoming as to how it had managed to muddle up the uh the app store account with my account and everything else everywhere was working perfectly which is what i think one of the uh, i think one of the issues with having stuff that's so interconnected is that there's so many little things that can go wrong that like that that are really difficult to troubleshoot. Well, and, yeah, um, and and it was, was difficult to troubleshoot because everything and, and, and the more the more iCloud stuff that Apple's have done over the time, the more the, the more complicated it gets to it keep gets. it all in alignment. As and it were. Ev- I mean, everything was working. Everything worked fine on the phone. Everything worked fine on the yeah. Mac, apart from sending SMS. From sending. I could receive SMS messages. And, you know, all that anyway. So, yeah, me and this guy spent a good hour scratching our heads until we were like, well, let's just go in there and have a poke around in that. And it said, right, you know, is it showing the correct telephone number? Is it showing the correct this, that and the other? Yes, it is. And then when I went tapped on it, it went, you're, you know, you need to sign in to Billion as a Pickable, which is the account I use for the App Store and um, such on and... uh very weirdly, so we had to sort of faff about until that decided to recognise the correct one, and then all was fixed. So there oh, you go. Oh, good. Oh, dear. There good we job are. you got a little bit of time to get it sorted, eh? Yeah, it is, isn't it, Jeff? And um, before the show, Nick and I were talking because I am now in possession of a brand spanking new MG4 electric car. And there was a tale that went with that as well, but I don't think here is the time to tell you the sorry story. <laughs> let's just let's just put it this way. The day before I was due to hand back my Citroen, which is, you know, in uh, because it's a motability vehicle, what normally happens is you take your old car to the dealer, whatever dealer you're getting a new car from, you hand him the vehicle and the keys, and then you pick up your new vehicle, and that's the end of that. But on the Sunday night... The alternator belt went on the Citroen, which meant I couldn't drive the Citroen to pick up the other one, and that resulted in a lot of shenanigans and toing and froing. However, eventually it was all resolved, and uh, the Citroen was eventually taken away by the RAC. Um, there was more tail to that as well, but that's not relevant. And I now am in possession of a brand new bright orange MG4 electric car. So there we are, and I'm very, very pleased. Very, your, very pleased. Your Citroen, I reckon your Citroen knew you were giving it away. That's why it decided to give up the ghost. Yeah, it's just... Give me away, will you? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll teach you a lesson. Yes, when it went on Sunday night, knowing that I was supposed to collect the new car the, the next day, choice words, uh, including, you know, are you kidding me? Um, left my mouth. <laughs> but dash, there we are. Dash it, sir. <laughs> oh, yes. Dang nabbit, Mutley. Really? <laughs> well, there you go. There we are. So, um, well, so it's been a long time. I am very, very sorry to everybody that I have got two episodes, which are now very, very old, which I have not yet published. Um, I'm almost debating whether they're worth publishing, but I think I will. I think I'll publish them anyway. I might put them out as specials on the fact that they're old, but there we go. Uh, I apologise deeply. Lots of stuff going on in my life, unfortunately. Right, so there you go. Um, When was it? Last week that Sonoma and um, iOS 17 went live? I think it was. I think it was last week. Anyway. I think so, yeah. Yes, so those are all live and... um, Oh, of course, uh, 
we were going to record on Monday, weren't we, Nick? Uh, after the shenanigans with the road yes. amoeba, yeah. um, and all the uh, shenanigans with the car scotched that one as well. So that's why we didn't do one last week, because by the time I'd finished actually getting the car and getting all sorted out, it was about seven o'clock in the evening. So there we are. Never mind. So I thought this week Nick and I would have a little chat about what. Uh, what is new in Sonoma and uh, iOS 17? And uh, for anybody who listens to the tech people and they tell you, not much has changed, uh, they're fibbing. They're fibbing. There might not be any massive, huge structural changes in the way it works and so on, but there is a lot of changes. Many of them very small. Um, many of them really very pleasant, you know, just minor um, tweaks, but um, several new features, particularly in iOS, which are all quite nice. So uh, I assume you're on, uh, you've gone on to Sonoma, have you, Nick? <clears throat> yes, yes. So when we were, when we didn't record last Sunday, I thought, right, <laughs> I'll upgrade to Sonoma. <laughs> Uh, I, I haven't risked. I haven't risked it on the uh, church computer yet. I'll leave that another few weeks. I think. <laughs> yes, just to be on the safe side. Just to be on the safe side. Oh, talking about the church computer. Any any more news on um, your various trials? There. Did you Did you <clears throat> have any joy fixing the not? You know the uh, screens oh, not behaving. I remember what? Oh no no no! We're just rebooting it each time. Um, I still think it's probably the phone that's causing the issues. Mm. Um, so we, I, just to remind people, I fitted a phone. They part of the deal we got from BT. It's a business deal. Um, was that we get a little phone? In fact, we got two little phones. But we, in all honesty, we don't use phones now. Everyone carries a mobile these days. Um, but just to placate the BT who kept ringing me up and saying, "Can we get your phone set up?" <laughs> um, uh, I said, uh, oh, okay. So I plugged it into, it's plugged into, oh, it's powered over, um, powered over Ethernet. So we've got, a, we've got a powered, sorry, Ethernet it's called, isn't it? It's powered over an Ethernet switch. And for some reason, we keep losing the screens. They keep, we go down to use it and the screens at the front of the church don't work and we have to reboot the Mac to get it to work. And I'm, I think it's something to do with this phone. I think what I need to do is probably plug the phone into the um, power it separately because it, it did come with a normal plug and plug it into the router rather than into the switch. Um, yeah, but I haven't got round to doing that yet. So ah, there we go. So no, no, no new outcomes. It, it is still working fine. It's just that we have to reboot it every time we want to use it. <laughs> yeah, oh, which well. is, I mean, these days it's not like it used to be, is it? I mean, these days it reboots in about thirty seconds. So. Yeah, yeah, not like uh, you know, mod, old days. modern yeah. mod SSDs and everything. So. That's true. Not like the old days where you could go away and make your cup of tea before the finder was back up and running. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Indeed. So there we go. Um, so I know you've only had it for like a week, Nick. Have anything you've particularly noticed? Um, not particularly. I mean, the only problem with a lot of these things, and I think I've, I've probably said this on the last show, is that they're hidden. So unless you're actually physically looking for them, you don't get to see them. Although I did really like the um, the, the uh, backdrop, the Sonoma, because I've got a nice wide screen. If you remember, I've mm -hmm. bought a, a widescreen. 
it looks really pretty with the Sonoma backdrop in it. And of course, when you switch the computer, when you bring the computer back to life, you, it, it's animated, so you're zooming into it. I thought, oh, oh, that's pretty. I like that. <laughs> so that's that's probably the only thing I've used uh, is is that. But um, I do like the idea of the um, uh, the apps that you can make into web apps because I've I've had apps that have done that in the past. So I'll probably have a little play with that at some point. Yes, that's the um, you can now take. Um, a web page, can't you? A website, and yes, pull it onto the desktop and make a web app of it. Um, in much the same way as you used to have, have been able to do on iOS forever, yeah. Um, and they've finally brought that, but they to the Mac. They, they used to be apps, they used to be apps, didn't they? So they <clears throat> they Sherlocked someone else because they used to be apps <clears throat> that used to do this. I can't remember what they were called now, but uh, there were one or two apps that where you could uh, where you could uh, have a web app. And if if there's a website you visit very regularly, that's usually quite quite useful for that. Yep. So I might have a play with that, but I haven't really played with anything else. I must admit. I mean, you mentioned the screensavers. It's now um, it's now got um, like Apple TV style screensavers. You can have um, yes. the skyline of Dubai, I think, and uh, Yosemite National Park, and Sonoma, and various other um, kind of slow motion animated screensavers. Um, yeah, which is very nice. I mean, the first thing I noticed, unsurprisingly, when you uh, do it, is the um, the startup screen. Uh, you no longer see uh, the account, like, big in the middle. They appear tiny at the bottom, don't they? Oh, yes, that's right. I mean, in some ways, that's worked out better for me because when my machine's been to sleep, the screen I've got puts up a little banner in the middle which says waking up or whatever. I can't remember. Yeah. It doesn't say waking up. That's but you know what I mean. Uh, and it always was right over where I needed to type <laughs> my ID in. So now they've moved it down the bottom. That's better for me. Yep, yep. And uh, I assume that's to show off the fabulous new, you know, lock screen things. Yeah. And um, one thing that it does do if there are multiple accounts on your lock screen is that uh, they will be hidden behind the last used account, and you have to put your mouse on it for the others to pop up to be able to choose. Oh, right. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I've only got one account on my Mac, so... Yeah. but I've got two. I have my account, and then I have a sort of emergency admin account, just in case of some horrible disaster. Um, yes. And... I think I might have a guess, but I mean, I so rarely log out completely. I probably yeah. just haven't well, yeah, most of us don't anymore, but um, yeah, your account now appears at the bottom with the, um, and if you have uh, more than one account on the machine, the others will hide behind the last used one, and you have to put the mouse on it, and then they will pop up um, for you to select. Um, Surely good. There we are. Oh, of course, you can put widgets, widgets on your desktop. Um, yeah, I haven't done that yet, but. No. Uh... I mean, Apple make a big thing of how they blend in. They blend seamlessly into your desktop. Uh, I would say that translates to they're a little bit translucent until you click. Yeah, on I I might describe it. I might describe because I'm someone who likes to have an almost completely clear desktop. I'd probably call it clutter. Yes, <laughs> um, they'll clutter your desktop. You can. I, I, um, I like having the. I like having my drives up in the top right hand corner. Yeah, you uh, can. But, however, but uh, that's, you, that's it. You can, however, still um, put them 
in the notifications. They don't right. make a big thing of that, but if you would prefer your widget to live in notifications where they used uh, to live, and rather than on the desktop, oh, yeah. uh, yes, you I've can. I've just clicked on it, and it says, it says place widgets directly on your desktop and add your phone widget. Oh, yeah, but you can still put it in there. Oh, yeah, oh, okay. you can put it in the notification centre if you wish. So, you know. Um, and, uh, and they describe it as easily add widgets next to files and all your other stuff will neatly rearrange itself, i.e. like on iOS, it will shove everything else out of the way and dis uh, you know, uh, disarrange all your carefully arranged stuff on the desktop. <laughs> <laughs> if you're into putting things on the desktop, I'm not. I don't put anything on my desktop apart from occasionally files that I need you know, right this minute because I want to drag them into something else. Because I when grew I used up... to, uh, back on. in the day, back in the day when I, when I worked in the civil service, um, one of the guys who I used to be friends with, he used to call me Mr. Gray <laughs> because uh, it was back in the days of PCs, of course. Uh, and I didn't like anything on my desktop, so it was just this grey desktop. <laughs> yeah, black grey desktop. So he used to say, "Morning, morning, Mister Grey." <laughs> yeah, not co- not covered in all clutter. Yeah, yeah. Because um, <clears throat> part of there the are re- some people who work for some some people who work with their desktop almost completely covered with everything, really. Yeah, yeah. 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 Sort of, especially people who not saying always but often people who've come from the pc because on the pc it's often convenient to keep huge amounts of things on the desktop um yeah because of the way it works but it's um i like i like that uh i've seen it a few times that uh that uh, extract from the it guys where he says the dancing lady shouldn't be there <laughs> <laughs> She said, I like the dancing lady. She said, he said, the last time I saw a machine that this was this bad, we shot it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, of course, yeah. the, the thing is, uh, having nothing on the desktop other than you know, your drives or whatever, uh, in my case, it springs from the fact that when I started using Macs back in the System 6 days, if you left something on the desktop, it wasn't persistent. It would... It would right. It yeah. lived in RAM, so if you um, if you ah, left a file right. on the desktop and turned the Mac off, uh, goodbye, bye bye file, bye bye. <laughs> oh dear, no, yeah. you don't want to do that. Yeah, I suppose I suppose we all learn these habits, don't we, over the years from for various reasons. Yep, uh, and then those reasons go away, but we're yeah. still we've still stuck with the habit. <laughs> the habit, the habit. My habit is don't put things on the desktop. I do occasionally no. put things on the desktop. I'm not. As... So do I, but I usually delete them almost straight away. <laughs> exactly. I get rid of them or shove them somewhere. You know, when I'm done with them. But uh, there we are. I tell you what. I tell you what drives me mad. When I reboot the machine, I get um oh, what's the name of the video software? A video encoding software. A French French guy uh, programmed it. Oh, uh... I can't think what it's called, but it it always appears. It always comes up, regardless. It's not in my startup items, but it always appears on my desktop, and I always have to remove it, oh. which is really weird. Must and be I, a setting. I just can't somewhere. get rid of it. Have a look in the settings of the so. app itself. There might be a. Oh, well, that's true. It could be in. Although it's the um <clears throat> the install file that's coming up. Which is bonkers. Mm. Weird. I don't know. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, yeah. I'm not looking for a solution. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother <laughs> me that much. But uh, as I say, you haven't got. A... It does. It does all. St- it's been. Oh, it's probably been doing it a couple of years. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
you haven't got a DMG of it in your in your downloads folder or something that's making it pop uh, not that I'm aware of no. no there we go not if you've been doing it a couple of years I'm pretty sure you've probably um, done something with that since oh dear um, what else have they got what else can I think of um, there's desktop, loads of things desktop um, widgets desktop widgets um, oh in this one's quite big in video conferencing this is the thing they added um the presenter overlay and screen sharing um preview there's now a kind of um system wide screen sharing thing so oh right yes i haven't had a play with that because uh, of course i've got ecam live so if i want to do any yeah. kind of overlays and things i can do it by the but it does um but uh, it, it does work with things like zoom and um other yes you know it's not only for uh facetime uh one of the big things about sonoma seems to be and in ios is quite a lot of the things that they've added they've added as an api so they're not just for apple so things like the presenter right. overlay or reactions and gestures um and the video menu bar item can be used by other apps which means yeah um you can the screen sharing from um in zoom is now sort of more streamlined and it has more options right although when i uh, did a presentation for my mac user group and this was like new because it was only a like week or so ago two weeks ago um what you see on your screen isn't always what they see on their screen so <laughs> you can find yourself wondering what the hell they can see that is different <laughs> from what you're seeing um yes we are um They've done some stuff with private browsing, um, which allows you to, for example, uh, keep your private browsing very private by using Face ID or Touch ID or password security so that you people cannot get into your private browsing sessions. Um, they've added um, advanced tracker blocking and uh, fingerprint protection. Uh, which it says in their PDF, it says advanced tracker blocking and fingerprint protection in private browsing. Um, actually, it's in pri only in private browsing by default. But if you go into the settings, I believe you can turn it on for um, all websites, regardless whether it's in private or not. And you can also uh, remove tracking uh, links from uh, from uh, websites. So. Uh, you know, the bit of gump they stick on the end. It's usually question mark, link, ref, blah, 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 blah. You can have the Mac and iOS, by the way, remove all that stuff. Oh, that's good. For you. Um, and you can now have favicons in the favourites bar, apparently. Um, if you really want to get excited about that. Um, they've done some stuff with uh, Siri. A lot of this stuff applies across everything. That's the thing. Of course, um, yeah. Oh, oh, yes. That was the. I mean, that was the other thing. Of course, I noticed is I now only have to say the S word. So, mm. so that's uh, that's okay by me. That doesn't bother me. That's fine. Anything that means it's less words to have to say. <laughs> yes, that's true. And um, there's loads of stuff in messages. Uh, they went mad with stickers, and you can make your own stickers, and um, you can make live I hardly stickers. Use, hardly use, yeah, I hardly use messages. Um, I mean, most of my contacts are in WhatsApp now. So, um, 
I occasionally get a message through messages, but very, very rarely these days. Um, yeah. 7th of August, 20, 7th of August, 22 was the last message I had through messages. It's <laughs> quite a long time ago. Isn't it just? Actually, that might not be, a, that's just, that's just on my Mac. So it might, it might be more up to date on my phone. I don't oh know. yeah. Probably. Um, they've got, um, this is useful and I have used this already. Although I was on the betas, so I've had a little bit more time than you. Um, intelligent form detection in PDFs. Um, and that works in things like files, mail, scanned documents, um, and they've improved. So does that allow you? To, does that allow you to type into them or what? Uh, yes, basically. Yeah, oh, that's good. Uh, if they're already fillable, I think. But uh, yes, yeah. but it, it's much better at detecting um, things. And it's also better at auto filling them for you. It knows good. Uh, it's better at detecting what they want to put in there. Um, that's useful. Useful from time to time. Well, that's mm-hmm. good. This is one that I have used quite a lot. Uh, predictive text is now much better. They're using this new transformer language model. Um, oh, right. Which they're using. Noticed, but... uh, yeah. Well, if you use messages and whatnot, the autocorrect is now uh, much better. Much, much better. And um, you can, it will it will show you its best prediction in line, as in um, in the message you're typing, rather than just in the bar below. Right. So uh, if you're happy with it, you just tap space, and it will infill oh, the word. Right, okay. And then um, that's for the predictive. And um, you can also, it, it's better at um, showing you words it's corrected. And you can tap on them to correct them back to what you typed. If it's decided to type something weird, um, shows cool. like a little back button. Um, they're all, you know. Um, oh, and it's it's a bit better at, as they say here, explicit language handling. It's not as aggressive as it used to be. Um, if you use certain expletives, it no longer tells you that that's a ducking problem. <laughs> um, Fair enough. Uh, you can now use stickers or your own things wherever you uh, can use emojis, I believe. If you, uh, particularly on the Mac, if you tap the um, emoji key, it's usually the globe on newer Macs. Um, your stickers, your recently used stickers and things will show up next to all the emojis. They made a big thing out of that. Um, you can um, you can now customise the text size across Mac apps as well. Um, app, huh? on an app by app basis, like you can in iOS, um, yeah. which is which is good. Um, and you can now adjust the built-in voices by pitch and such uh, like if you find them. Uh, and I think you might. Yeah, well, you know, if you wish to, um, lots of um, lots of uh, accessibility add-ons. Yes, which are nice. Lots of lots of tweaks. Lots of tweaks. Uh, ooh, what was the other one? Multiple timers on your Mac. Wow, because I use my Mac to do multiple timers all the time. Um, mm. Dictation is uh, is improved in the same way as typing is improved. That's good. Which is to do with the new language model. It's, it's better at, um, usually seems to be better at understanding what you say. And yeah. you can now, um, you can now pause dictation by typing without turning off dictation so if you're um if you're dictating to your mac and then there's something you want to um something you want to 
type in, it will pause the dictation as you type and then resume when you stop typing, which is... okay, cool. Doesn't sound like much, but if there's a word that's, you know, uh, either difficult to pronounce or difficult for it to recognise then you can type it in and it doesn't break the, tic- the dictation. Um, no, that's, that's good. That's a good good um, addition. Yep. Um, I think those are probably all I've figured out. There's some stuff in reminders, which I don't use. Um, that's, um, I think that's about it that I can um, come up with for Sonoma yeah. off the top of my head. Um doesn't look much different, doesn't behave a huge amount different. There's loads and loads more tweaks. They're all over the show. Oh, yeah. Um, there's a lot. Of, there's quite a lot of stuff in <clears throat> photos, I think, but I hardly ever use photos. So um... Yes, I'm not really interested in... Uh, I think we were, we were talking just before the show started, weren't we? And I said that, you know, you watch some of these YouTube ones where they go through all the changes and they say, oh, yes, this icon's corner has changed. It used to be straight. Now it's bendy. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, not really interested in that. <laughs> no, um, but um, yeah, there's a there's a lot of changes. Vinny, Surely good. I, well, I love. I'm sure, I'll stumble stumble across a few from time to time. Yes, Vinny. Hello, hello, Vinny. He's decided to join me, but I'm scared he's going to headbutt the microphone, and everybody's going to oh. get a load of clunking. There we go. Um, hello, Vinny. Yes, hello, Vinny. Hello. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Yeah, is it getting to that time of day? Yeah, I think it is. <laughs> it's getting to that time of day. So what else? Um, feed I mean, me. <laughs> uh, feed me, take me out. Um, and Sonoma, lots of changes in Sonoma again. Many of these similar sorts of things, to be honest. Um, they introduced that um like bed stand mode for your phone. Yeah, um, which is yeah. That's, I mean, I haven't played with that because I haven't got. A... You really need the right kind of um, stand, really, to make the most of that. And I it, haven't got that, but it that also quite good. It also obviously works best if you have an always-on um, screen phone. Yeah, but it yes. does. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But it does work. I've, I've, I mean, a lot of articles say it only works with an always-on screen. That's not true. I've tested it on mine. Um, right, and it does work. Um, and if you've got a suitable suitable stand you've got a suitable stand um you just have to tap the screen um to wake it up um it's quite nice obviously it would be better with a with a no i'm i'm i don't know if apple have done this is going to be fun isn't it (laughs) vinnie's input every two seconds yeah you're going to have fun editing this aren't you (laughs) oh why not just i don't know how much it picks up anyway um You've got all the all the things in messages, obviously all the um, all the stickers and app, uh, you know, emojis and all that. Um, yes, fantastic. <laughs> yeah. um, you can do. Um, they've added. Uh, this doesn't really apply to me, but if you uh, have a lot of things with group messages in iMessage, yeah, there, there's now a little arrow which allows you to basically jump to the last message that you read. So oh, if there's a good. yeah, there's a kind yeah. of catch up feature. There's a little arrow and you tap it um and it will jump you up to the last or, or the first unread message. No, not I don't have a lot of those sort of message threads not in no. um not in not in uh, iMessage anyway, but um No. And there's a um 
what was it? There's a swipe. I can't remember. Was it swipe to? I think it might be swipe to delete messages. I can't remember. Again, not something I do. Um, you have got. Um, you have now got. Um, I think you've got unsend when you first send a message. Oh yes. If you've sent a yeah. message, you've got. I don't know about twenty seconds or something. You can unsend it. Um, you can unsend uh, emails as well. Um, again for a, f- a short while. Um, although in messages it's a bit hidden, you have to type something, I think, and then send it, and then hold the message to get the thing that says unsend it. Right. Can't remember now. Um, but it's useful. It is useful. You've accidentally sent something for... to the wrong person. And of course, for the Mac, they've also added this like dedicated gaming mode as well, haven't they? Oh yes, they have. Um, not Where uh, it'll it'll prioritise the seat. No, I mean I don't play games on mine either. But I know that Apple are getting more and more into it. Mm. So I'm sure the gamers amongst us will be pleased about that. Yeah, it's a big. It is a big thing. I mean, we might dismiss it out of hand as something we're not interested in, but it's a it's a big thing. It allows you to um, have uh, games basically prioritised over everything else. For uh, yeah. you know, maximum performance, which is you know a big thing, and with their um, game porting kit and their new um, stuff with metal and so on, that's all that's all good news. If you are a gamer, if you are a Mac user who's a gamer, oh yeah, absolutely. Um, Safari's had quite a lot of changes. Um, you've got um, oh, I didn't mention this. Did I? In on the Mac, I think it also applies on iOS. I remember now. You can do profiles for um, profiles for Safari, which is like almost like setting up different accounts, which uh, kind of sandboxes everything. It keeps the web history and the cookies and everything in different profiles. Yeah, um, I can see that might be useful for some people. Yeah. Well, I think it's particularly useful if you use your work at Mac and you know for work and for home use. You can have a work profile. Yes, and, I suppose and a home a lot profile. Of people that do that there. Yeah. yeah, and it basically keeps everything from one profile separate from another, so that um, Fair they're enough. treated as separate accounts to some extent. You can now recover passwords from the keychain um, because before, if you deleted stuff from the keychain, it was gone. Um, oh, right. So this is quite useful. I think you've got thirty days. So basically, if you go to settings uh, and tap passwords. Uh, there's now a recently deleted option if you've got deleted passwords, um, and you so you can recover them. I'm not in the habit of delete passwords out of my keychain, but no, nor me. But should you accidentally do so, you can now recover it. Um, whereas previously you couldn't. If you deleted something from the keychain, it was gone. Um, load of stuff for FaceTime, of course. Uh, the biggest one was continuity camera for Apple TV. So that you can do uh, FaceTime from your TV using your yeah, iPad or your phone as a camera. Um, yeah, I haven't tried that yet, but that does sound interesting. Yeah, um, I haven't tried it with my Apple TV, but I did uh, play around with it using FaceTime on the Mac by, um, you know, telling it to use my iPhone as a camera. Um, yes. Uh-huh. That's quite a thing. And, um, you know, I don't use FaceTime that much. But no, you know they're they're kind of um, 
major use case was, you know, family group time sessions where rather than trying to crowd around an iPad or, um, you know, a Mac laptop, you can use your Apple TV, use your iPhone as a camera and, yeah. um, you know, all sit on the couch Simpson style and FaceTime <laughs> do, you know, a yeah. decent sized screen, which makes, makes a lot of sense. It really does. It does. Um, Auto-correct and keyboard, much the same as uh, we've already talked about. Um, AirPlay, apparently, I don't use AirPlay. Um, no, I haven't used AirPlay either. No, I do some. Well, I say that. I have occasionally um, cast things from my phone uh, to the TV. Oh, yes. Yeah, I'll do that. No, I was thinking of SharePlay. That's what I was thinking mm. of. I've never used that. I suspect that's more the sort of thing uh, my daughter would use, SharePlay. Um, I can imagine her using that quite a lot, you know, with a bunch of friends. Yes. Uh, intera- you know, interactively doing um, playlists and so on. Um, no, in AirPlay, um, I did look at this. It now intelligently, this does make sense, and I don't know why they didn't do it before. It now intelligently sourced say, uh, places the nearest AirPlay devices at the top of the list. That sounds like, wow, but actually, it does mean if you want to airplay something, particularly to your home pods, let's say you've got more than one set of home pods in your house, it will show the nearest yes. ones at the top of the well, list. That makes sense. So, because previously, I don't think it, it just sort of sorted them by name, or, or some people have said it appeared to be almost random how it sorted them, yeah. um, or maybe it yeah. did by signals. Maybe, the, anyway. maybe the order they were added in, or whatever. I don't know because I don't use it enough, but it does make sense no, now that it puts the it puts the nearest one first. So if you do hit AirPlay, um, like from your phone, it will show you you know your nearby home pods first, not the ones that are in the garage or the other end of the house. Yes. Um, yeah, because I have heard people on other podcasts complain that they try and do um, AirPlay's their music or you know, and it will start playing in the bedroom. <laughs> No, I'm in the living if the, room. If there's a fe- if there's a feature I'd like in AirPlay, it's being able to send the same thing to more than one screen. That would be nice. Yeah, yeah. So I if don't you've know. got, you know, if you've got it, like in church where we've got two screens, it would be really nice just to be, rather than having all the cables we've got joining everything together. It would be nice to be able to just AirPlay it to both the screens. Yeah, um, but it's not, not possible. I don't know how technically uh, feasible that is. No, it probably um, isn't. But uh, still, that doesn't mean I wouldn't like it. Oh, no. <laughs> I've no idea how, how feasible it is. Um, there's some changes in maps. Um, you can now download maps, which is quite useful, particularly um, if, like me, you live in an area which is quite rural and some parts of the county have very poor um, coverage. Um I yes. mean, there are parts yeah, I can of, see how that would be useful. There are parts of our county that, you know, you're lucky if you can get 3G, never mind 4 and 5. Yeah. If you if you want to go one of those places, you can now download um, a section of map so that should you lose your, um, you know, your cellular connection, you can, uh, Apple Maps will still show you where to go. Oh, and the, uh, the photos, Apple will now recognise your pets. Mm. So Vin- Vinny can be famous forever. 
<laughs> yeah, it now does facial recognition for your pet, apparently. Um, to be honest, I'm pretty sure I did that years ago when they first introduced like oh, right. facial yeah, recognition. Um, yeah. I simply told it my cat. Yeah, I, I simply told the um, what was it, aperture at the time. Yes, that my cat was a person. And <laughs> oh, right, and that worked. It seemed to be able to pick out the cat pictures of the cat pretty well from that, to be honest. Fair um, enough. But, yes, it's now got specific. Um, I'm sure it means it's probably a lot better, and it probably tell one dog yes. from another. But um, Oh, I know what I have used. I know what I have used, and its, it's results are uh, mixed, shall we say. But mm -hmm. if you um, take a photo uh, and then you bring it up uh, in photos on your device, whatever it is, you can uh, see uh, there's often a little eye. Um, and if it's if it's highlighted, it means that you can get info from the photo lookup and you tap on it and it will right. give you information, which is um, I've used it to identify uh, wildflowers. It seems pretty good at wildflowers. I don't know. Wasn't very good at identifying pictures of uh, Vinny. Told me he was all sorts of breeds, but not what he actually is. Because <laughs> he's a Cavapoo, and it said, oh, is he a Bichon Freeze? And, um, you know, in another shot, oh, he's some Maltese. Although, to be fair, they are dogs that all look very similar. Yes. Um, if you look at a Maltese or a Maltipoo, they look very much, you know, very similar. Um. But it did seem quite good at identifying wildflowers for me because I'm not very good at identifying wildflowers. No, I'm no, I'm no good at it either. So you know, when I took some pictures of some nice flowers in the in the hedgerow, and then I I used it to look them up and tell me that they were common mallow and um, uh, what was the other one? Something wort, something or other, you know. <laughs> so yeah, no, that, that is quite useful. It can identify various things. And um, if you take if you have pictures of uh, like a plate of food, it will try and suggest what it might be. Um, so what what was this in? It's in photos. What, it, oh, actually, just, in photos. Right. Just in photos. Yeah. If you take a photograph with your camera um, and then open it in photos, there's a little uh, sort of info symbol um, which will. And if it's if it can show you something, it will be highlighted. Um, it's something to play with, really, to get. But that's I found that quite. Um, I mean, it's been there for a while, I think, but they've improved it. It can do things now like um, tell you what symbols on um, laundry labels mean and um, what road signs oh, right. mean and um, interesting. so on. Um, yeah, so, and there's loads more. Stuff in hell. Uh, one of the things they made a big, um, they made a big thing in hell about the um, mental health thing, the mindfulness. Um, yeah, you can uh, once like you can ask it, set it, and it will ask you how you feel about twice a day, how you feel right now, and how you've been feeling today. If you wish to track your mood and um, kind of general mental health. Mm -hmm. um, I've got it on at the minute, but I'm not sure it's going to tell me anything very useful. Because <laughs> no. I, I get it and I go, yeah, okay, I'm okay, yeah, I'm okay. Um, but, of course, you know, making light of that, if you, you know, if you do suffer from mental health issues, it could be very useful. It could um, maybe help you, you know. Yes, off. it's a little bit like having a friend check in on you, isn't it? It's that kind of yeah. vibe to it. 
um, they also said um, that it now provides uh, mental health questionnaires to help you um, determine if you're uh, suffering from anxiety or depression. Well, um, I've had a look at those and they're so basic. They're basically, do you feel terrible? You might be depressed. <laughs> Are you a bag of nerves? You might be suffering from anxiety. They're um, they're not very nuanced. <laughs> no. They're incredibly, there's about four questions, you know. Have you thought about killing yourself? Have you thought about harming yourself? Yeah, you might be depressed. No, really? <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you need that to tell you you've depressed, you really have got, uh, you know, you really have got problems. Um, yes. But, you know, they're all good things. Hopefully, maybe they'll expand the questionnaire to the sort of questionnaire the doctor gives you with a few more questions, a bit more <clears> subtle. Um, oh, you can now ping your watch from your phone. I remember that one. Uh, rather than the other way round, you've always been able to ping your phone from your watch to if you yeah. mislead your phone. Um, now you can now ping your watch from your phone. Should you wish to do so, um, I think it's a lot less likely that you'll mislay your watch than your phone. Um, but there's a new ping my watch button which you have to add to the control center on your phone. Uh, you go into the right. control center settings and you can add it as another button if you're in the habit of putting your watch I, down and forgetting where you've put it. I rather like the idea of, um, so in CarPlay, you can now have SharePlay. Mm. So if you've got a, a car full of people who all want to listen to their own music, you, you can all contribute to a playlist, which I thought was quite a clever idea. Yeah, I don't think that's live yet, though, annoyingly. <laughs> Is it not? Oh, right. I don't think that's live yet. It's like one of the biggest things they introduced, and it's not. I don't think it's live yet. I'm not sure. No. Um not, not something like, but it is coming. That's one of the things. Yeah, I mean, again, it's not something I'd use because I'm always in the car on my own. But I can mm. imagine for a family that would be quite fun. Yeah, people can add um, things to the playlist. That's the idea. One person, as long as one person has got uh, uh, an Apple Music uh, yes subscription, then the other people can join and uh, choose music and so on. Is, uh, yeah, I think it's a nice feature. There's a lot of nice features. I mean, you can now find your Apple TV Siri remote using your phone as well. Um, <laughs> that's probably long right. overdue. Probably long overdue. Uh, yes. It was probably more, it would have been more useful in the uh, age of the flat black Siri yes. remote, which was prone yeah. to sliding down between cushions. Um, the newer one is less so because it's a sort of square edged aluminium a thing isn't it a bit it? chunkier yeah mm. and it's got squarer edges it's not quite so the other one was very very slim and very slippery um wow so... my uh, my uh uh what is this thing uh i've forgotten what it's called it's from setup it's uh it's one of those things that monitors your mac your mac and gives you information and stuff Clean my Mac X. Oh, right, Clean yes. my Mac 10. Uh, it's just popped up to say WhatsApp is using almost two gigabytes of memory. <laughs> so I'll just quit that. <laughs> Get rid of that. <laughs> Goodbye. Um, of course, we've got pass keys now, um, which are beginning to roll out. Um, pass yeah, keys. I still haven't seen very many of them. You can now... Um, you can now use a passkey to sign into your Apple ID on the web, um, which means it's less effort to get into things like uh, iCloud and yes. um, so on. I, they're not huge at the minute. I think they're going to become much more as they as they roll out. Um, I do hope so, because it'll make life a lot easier. Well, they are an industry-wide thing, so they will 
know, as Windows and more websites yeah, and whatnot, take them on. I mean, I know Google accepts them. So when I do log into Google, I use a pass key now. Um, and Apple now take them, obviously, because they are the ones promoting them. But uh, I think at first you couldn't, I'm not sure you could use them originally to log on via the web. And now you can. Um, you can share your passwords with friends and family as well, at last. Um, yeah. If you, if you know, you do that, you can now add a, a, a shared bunch of passwords. Um, oh, I know what you can do. I know what you can do, and I have used this, and it does work really well, is um, you can now tell uh, your S assistant to send a message to somebody using a different app. So you simply say, um, boy, S Dingle, um, tell person whatever via WhatsApp, and it will say, or another messaging platform, which is accepted in the um, in the settings. Um, yeah. Which you think you you do that in available to Siri settings, um, but right. I have I have used that because um, I have some friends who have Androids, and um, although obviously you can just send them an SMS, sometimes it's easier to use WhatsApp. Some of them use WhatsApp much more than they use messages, so you can say S person send a message to via WhatsApp, and it will do it. Um, and I found Siri to be somewhat better. Um, since I went on to iOS 17, still not amazing, but it's um, it's better than it was. That's for sure. Jolly good. Uh, oh, and Siri can read um, articles to you as well. Um, if it's you know any any web page that has a reader option, you can yeah. ask you can ask uh, you know you can say, "Boy, read read this to me," and it will read the contents of the page. So that's quite that's quite good, and it works on the Mac as well. Lots of these, every pretty much every that was one of the biggest things actually was that pretty much everything they introduced is available um, across the board. Yes, which was nice. You know, I think it's about time they started to kind of even up the features. Uh, I, I think to some extent the Mac had been a little bit left behind in that in many ways some things on iOS are much easier to do than they are on the Mac. So. Um, I'm pleased to see. Yes, kind of even. I, I expect up. that part of the um, changing the the look and feel has has made all that possible, hasn't it? So making system settings look like it does on your iPad yeah. and that kind of thing it all, all helps towards. I suspect some it of it a consistent interface. I suspect some of it as well is to do with introducing Apple Silicon to the Mac because. Um, yeah, I suspect it makes it a lot easier for them to um, make it more feature compatible than it was in the past. Oh, absolutely. Which yeah, why why program it twice when you can program it once? Indeed. Although the one thing I really, really wish, I really, really, really wish they would do is improve the bloody share sheets on the Mac. Compared to iOS, they are nowhere near as powerful. Yeah. Although they're getting, it is getting True. better. It is getting better. I'm glad to say, but it's um, it's it's oh, still. Yeah, you can. Um, yeah, uh, uh, you. Can, I'm just looking at notes as well. You can add links, can't you? Yes. Notes, which might might be useful. You can. Well, that's and, um, that's linking notes your... together. That's yes. linking and... notes together, rather. Yeah, rather than. I mean, you could yeah. always put a link in a note, but no, you can link your notes together. You oh, yes. Link... Yeah. Make a link to another uh, another note, 
which if right. you're you know yep. if you're a heavy user of notes is probably very useful i would have thought so and you can it'll sort your groceries into into the into categories which is quite clever yeah that's um in, in the reminders up that takes some fiddling about to set that up i did experiment with it not not because right. i have any use for it but just play with it there's a sort of limited number of um things like uh dairy meat yes. seafood bakery yeah i suppose what they did add which i don't use reminders but i did think was nice is that there's a new column view in reminders um, uh -huh. and you can now add um sections to any reminder of your own you can build sections which you couldn't do before right. apparently cool lots of stuff right well there you go um some of the new stuff that you know you and i have come across Nick. i'm sure there's loads more in fact i know there's loads more um and i think yes it'd be in, in, interesting to hear from the guys on on the slack if there's any any stuff they've used that we haven't mentioned oh well i'm sure they yeah I mean, or, any, or anything that they have used that we have mentioned <laughs> yeah it'd be yeah. interesting to know what what people find useful because we're all different aren't we and we all well, find I'll... different ways of doing something. well the other the other thing is like happens every year of course is often a apple would tout certain new features as if they're you know and everybody on the web is going on about this new feature and it's the be all and end all killer feature of uh you know be it the mac os or the ios release of that year only for a year later yes. and nobody be paying it any attention whatsoever <laughs> and something yeah, completely different that got no you know got no attention at all becomes the thing that everybody relies on um, you know all the, like all the stuff about stickers and, and tweaks to photos is all very nice but how many of those will make a big difference um, yeah i think that depends on your age very much <laughs> I, yeah i think it does i think it does and i'm I'm not knocking uh, it but um often it's something I mean. that, it's a little know. bit like i've said before about um when i used to use excel regularly you know different people do things in different ways and uh we all use our div we've got so much choice and so many different ways of doing different things that um there are bound to be people who use different features and say oh yeah i wouldn't be without that feature i've listened to um, occasionally listened to podcasts where they've said you know they've been doing it the top 10 things that we use on our macs oh yeah and um, and they're not they're nowhere near the top 10 that i use on my mac <laughs> <laughs> but they can that can be also different that can be really i mean a couple of things that i use and sometimes people oh, i didn't even know you could do that is is um putting things in in the finder putting things in the toolbar on the finder window right yes yeah it, uh, it comes from tool shelf in in next step but you you can put things in the uh top of your finder window um and i always found it useful to have things like um terminal rather than putting yeah. it in the dock put it in the finder window and if you want it you tap it from there um all, all sorts of little hidden things and quick look i don't use quick look half as much as i used to but at work i used to use it all the time and the number of people who don't even know yeah. you can do it is amazing <laughs> um and for anybody who's listening who doesn't know find something in the finder um and tap the space bar and you'll get a quick look view and for things like pdfs you can um flick through the pages and so on uh it's also good for yeah listening. sometimes yeah sometimes if you know if you're looking at notes or something like that it's a, a very quick way to bring up something and not have to fully open it and yep load the app and all that sort of stuff so yeah that's useful yeah i don't use it often 
But when I do, it, I think, oh, that's useful. <laughs> I, I still use it. I don't, like I say, I don't use it as much as I used to. Um, I used to use it a lot at work for looking at various documents. And um, I had, at work, I had an extension which allowed me to look at things like Illustrator documents and InDesign documents, um, which if you if you don't have that added quick look extension, which is a paid for tool, um, you'll just see the, like a generic InDesign icon. But with this added extension, it would show you a preview of the document, which um, obviously yes. <laughs> in my trade was very useful, especially when you've got often a lot of assets to go along with a with a project with um, Illustrator files. You know, easy, nice to be able to quick look through them and see what they are. There you go. Bit specific, I admit, but there you go. That's just how these things are, isn't it? Right. Well, we've yeah. rambled what, on. What are the other? Go on, yes, then. we have. No, I was just going to say, what I've I've just been using it. Then while we were talking about it, one of the one of the nice things is if you're in a folder and um, you do a quick look on an item in that folder, that you can then scroll through the rest of the folder just by using the right mouse button, right and left mouse buttons and whatever. Yep, all your um, all your up and down keys, yeah, and it will continue. Yes. Depending on your layout, yes, that's true. Yes, that's very good for um, if you've got collections of photo images or um, yes. things like that. Clip art, I used to have a lot of clip art, clip art and stock photographs. Um, very, very good for that because you could have, you know, hundreds of um, hundreds of clip photos of, I don't know, paper, for example. Yes, I know what you mean. Under yeah. the heading of paper or, uh, I don't know, Christmas, and you can <laughs> scroll through them, and, you know, through all your Christmas trees and baubles and Santas and all that until you find one you like. Very, very good. And you can, you can listen to... Um, Sound files like that as well. Um, we quickly. Oh right, I didn't know. That. If you've got, um, yeah, it, it that's that's handy. So um, obviously, I've got quite a lot of um, sound files, sound effects, and bits of yes music and whatnot. Um, and if you're not sure what they are, if you quick look them, it will it will bring it up just as a generic icon, but with the with a play bar, so you can just tap play and listen to it to see if it's the thing you're looking for. Cool. Cool. There we are. Although that's there not There are a new. few things like that. There are a few things on the map, though, aren't there, like that, that are... Um, it's like PDFs. I mean, you can do so much with PDFs on the Mac that <clears throat> you go to a PC person and you say, well, can you create a PDF? And they're, oh, don't know how to do that. Yeah. Well, it's it, just it, so simple on the Mac. It is. It is. Um, it is indeed. Right. Well, we've, we've been nattering for a while, and I think Vinny... Is uh, the reason he's getting a bit uh, <laughs> a bit stressy earlier is because it's time for him to go for a walk. So um, jolly good. I think we'll 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 sign it off there, shall we, Nick? We'll sign it off Why there. Why not? And um, hopefully we'll be back next week. And uh, there you go. Uh, so we'll do the we'll do the uh, do the wrap up, which basically these days is um, find us in the Slack. Join us in the Slack. Yeah. Um, look in the show notes. Follow the link and you'll be admitted directly to our fabulous Slack where you can find me and Nick and Suffolk P and Mac Jim and a host of other people uh, where we have all sorts of japes and jollies and talk about uh, films we've watched. What, talking, about, 
talking about the weather a lot recently. Yeah, a lot of talk about the weather of late. That is true. But yeah. there's, uh, you know, we have an poor entertainment. Old, poor old Jim's been getting it in the neck, I think, from the, oh, uh, from yeah. the wet weather. Wet weather and um, trains cancelled due to landslides and all sorts. Um, there yeah. We go. Um, and talking of such things, of course, as ever, there are dreadful things going on in the world. Um, trouble in yeah. Israel and uh, earthquakes in, um, where was the earthquake? Iran? Argentina. Ar- was it Iran or Argentina? Oh, there's, there's def- I think there was one in Iran. Um, and, oh, right. the, you know, the war in Ukraine rumbles on. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, it was a, a dam broke in Libya. Um, you know, you. all sorts of tragedies. So, uh, as we always say, if you wish to support one of those causes, um, go to a reputable site, uh, Red, Cra- Red Cross, International Red Cross, Médecins Sans Frontières, um, was it the, yeah, Disaster Emergency Committee, um, and such forth, and, you know, pledge your support there. Um, thank you very much. And, uh, yeah, that will... That will do. You can find me on Twitter less than I used to be as at Serenak, and that's S-E-R-E-N-A-K. And if you do find me on there, you might find me posting a lot of stuff about uh, British politics, because... (laughs) Oh, yeah, tell me about it. Tell me about it, No, don't tell me about it. Oh, don't, yes, (laughs) depending. Um, Yeah, I don't do a lot of ranting and raving, but I do a lot of things like, you know, retweeting, support the NHS, and... um, yeah, that sort of thing. So there we are. Um, and we'll call that a day. We'll call that a day, Nick. And hopefully we'll be Indeed. back next week. So uh, good talking to you. And uh, yeah, you we'll too. say bye. bye. Yeah, bye. There we go. Super duper. Surely good. You've been listening to the Essential Apple Podcast. And I'd like to say if you enjoy the show and would like to support us, feel free to go over to the website essentialapple.com and you will find links to both Patreon and the Pinecast Tips Jar where you can make a donation towards the costs of the show. Uh, Or even if you're really keen, you could set up a recurring payment. And thank you very, very much to all the people who already do support us. We really do appreciate you very much indeed. This show is, of course, part of the My Mac Podcasting Network, where you can find a variety of other shows like the My Mac Podcast with Guy and Gaz, the G-Men, Tech Fan with Tim and David, the Nintendo Club Podcast, the Geekiest Show Ever, the Three Geeky Ladies, uh... Bart Bouchotts and his wonderful Let's Talk Apple, and possibly some more that I forgot. So why not go over to mymac.com, take a look at the available podcast, and take a listen. Yeah, I think just a straight ad, don't you? Yeah. Like what? What would we say? Like Tech Fan Podcast, or... Are you are you interested in technology and gadgets? Uh huh. Do you um, want to listen to two guys who know technology and gadgets? Are we claiming to be those guys? Yes. <laughs> well, there, there we go. Are we claiming to be that be those guys? You be the judge. Tech fan podcast. No, that'll work. Let's yeah? use that as yeah? an ad.
This has been the Essential Apple Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show and we look forward to you joining us again another time. Until then, goodbye. I finally got my car, so I've had my car since Monday, after, late Monday afternoon, eventually. Which were not the shenanigans, as I told you. And a thunderstorm to boot, just to pour on my head. <laughs> oh, yes. what a shenanigans. And then all day Tuesday, right, I, I spoke to Motability about it, and they said, all right, right, it's fine. Right, don't worry about it. We'll send the RAC to recover them. Because, oh, I didn't tell you after I got the car, because they never came to pick the car up at three o'clock, like they said. So um, RAC or Motability, somebody anyway, had sent a taxi to take us to the the dealership to pick up the MG. And then he had to phone Motability and say, RAC, you're going to pick up the car, and would that be all right? And the whole reason all during the day that it was such a palaver going backwards and forwards between dealers and Motability and RAC and all the rest was because it's not a very normal situation. Normally, you take the car, hand the keys to the dealer, get your new keys, sign the paperwork, pay your money, drive away. And off you go. Yeah. But of course, I didn't have a car because it had a red stoplight on it and everybody's saying you shouldn't drive it. Right. Anyway, all day Tuesday, I started getting, I was getting phone calls from RAC. They're saying, uh, where's this vehicle going? I said, speak to Motability. Because, um, yes, that's right. The RAC man finally turned up at about half past eight on, mon- on Monday evening and looked at it oh, and, went, and went, yeah, your alternator belt's gone. I said, yeah, I know that. I figured that out by the fact it went clatter, 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 and then the battery light come on. <laughs> That's usually your alternator belt. It's like, yes. oh, yeah. Well, I can't take it away or anything. I'm finishing my shift now. I said, all right, then. He says, speak to Motability in the morning. So in the morning, I had to speak to Motability, explain what had happened. They said, okay, we'll send Motability. Um, we'll get the RAC to come and pick it up and take it away. And I said, well, um, Rawlinson's, who I got the MG from, so they don't really want it because it's not their car. It's not an MG. <clears throat> And they don't really have the facilities to repair it. Ah, well, that's up to us to decide. So, right, we'll take it away. We'll send somebody to pick it up. And then it's off your hands. You don't have to deal with it anymore. That's our responsibility. Right, fine. So, about two o'clock. It wasn't an RAC truck. It was like a third-party truck. said, RAC have asked me to come and recover this vehicle. Fine, no problem. After that, all all day and half a Wednesday, getting these phone calls. Uh, Where's it going? I believe it's going to Rawlinson's. Bit later, Rawlinson say they don't. Real, Rawlinson say they don't want it. Look, it's nothing to do with me. Speak to Motability. And so all day I was getting these phone calls. Well, where else can it go? Well, it should probably go to John Gross, but speak to Motability. Ah, oh, on and on and on they keep ringing me up. But I don't care. It's not my responsibility. It's gone. Take it away. Oh, and then they we can't take it. We haven't got a truck. We'll have to put it in storage overnight. Is that all right? It's nothing to do with me. I don't care what you do with it. Throw it in the ditch for all I care. <laughs> Off my plate. Nothing to do with me. Oh, God. Uh, anyway, but, yeah, I've got the MG. Oh, well, I, I, had, uh, I, had, uh, I had fun on, uh, was it Monday night or Tuesday night? It was raining, whatever it was. Uh, and I'd been out to choir. And I got back, and my new next door neighbour—they've got two cars—and he tends to park it on the 
in front of his house, but it's just at a point where it makes it just a little bit awkward for me to reverse onto the drive if I want to reverse on, because mm. I can't really see properly. You know what I mean? He's sort of yeah. hiding the, my drive. Uh, so I pulled up, and and of course my uh, my uh, re- reversing sensors went bonkers, which they always do because of the telegraph pole I've got. Mm. Except on this occasion, I really was too close to the telegraph pole. Oh, yeah. I, I put some nice scratches down the side of my car. Oh. Well, on the on the back section of the of the car, uh, just oh. above the uh, bumper. Oh. Took took three tiny little flakes of paint off, so that you can see the metal underneath. Mm. Uh, at some point, I'm going to have to get that repaired. Ouch! It's annoying. Very annoying. It is a bit, but there you go. Oh, I can't really, I can't really blame my next door neighbour. It was, it was me being careless. So. Uh, yeah, I know, but still annoying, isn't it? Still annoying. It is. Oh God! It's like, as you can imagine, when the alternator belt went on the Sunday evening, some choice words came out of my mouth. I'm sure. Yes. Many, <laughs> Not ma- now. Yeah. Well, it's like, are you? kidding me really today of all days you know couldn't you have held on for 24 hours so i could drive it there and leave it and then it can pop and i don't care oh, yeah but i've got my MG now and it is aren't they just i've got the mg and yeah. it is lovely it is really nice excellent smooth and quiet i had to fiddle about with the settings at first because it's got like which, the which one did you go for did you go for the long range I got standard the, one i got the trophy oh you got the trophy oh excellent yeah well because the because motability i guess mg are doing a deal with motability yeah. on it yes and motability yeah. are giving you 750 cash back which you can use towards the deposit oh, we only had to pay 250 quid to get the because it's yeah that's good on on list it's nothing for the standard 250 quid for the long range or a thousand pounds for the trophy but if they're going to give you right. 750 back you might as well have the trophy because it's still only going to cost you 250 quid absolutely yeah so Brilliant. got the trophy with 360 degree view cameras and all sorts Jolly good. Lots of toys. Lots of toys. And I had to spend two days fiddling about with the settings because it's got, like, um, like the cruise control. You've got manual, which I, I think means it worked like my Citroen did with no adaptive features. Yeah. You can just set the cruise yes. control and flick it up and down with the little toggle switch. Um, it's got uh, ACC, which is, you know, standard yeah, adaptive. adaptive. Yeah, yeah so, like... Keeps a safe distance from the vehicle in front and, um, you know, matches its speed. Um, and then it's got one called TBA, which I think stands for Traffic and Braking Assistance. But that's a bit, that's a bit violent. <laughs> that's a little bit. Yeah. Like, it's like some of the, uh, they're all different to one another, aren't they? I mean, but this one I find is a, is a bit, a bit heavy footed on the old adaptive. It's okay if, Everything's moving at a steady speed. But if anyone pulls in front of me, you know what I mean? Cuts me up a little bit mm. on the motorway. It feels like it feels like I'm stamping on the brake. Yeah. Which is a little bit a little bit unsafe in my opinion. Uh mine I found with the MG that you can adjust the safe distance. There's three settings for like further oh, well, close. Yeah, there's the same on this. It's just it just tends to be when people are on the Citroen, it just tends to be when people pull right in front of you. Oh, and, and I've got it set at three. 
Yeah, I've got it set at three, it? and then it, and then it stamps on the brake to slow you down. And I think yeah. oh, I, I I wouldn't brake that hard, you know. No, it, um, yeah, they seem a lot more um, risk averse than we do as humans. The only, so yeah, I turn... and yet the um, <coughs> and yet the Hyundai, the Hyundai was fine. Mm. That used to do it very smoothly. So just Citroen, I suppose. I don't know the MG when I had it set on three the first couple of days. You'd be going along at yeah. seventy. And you'd be coming up behind a lorry and you'd be thinking, oh, I've got loads of room. And then it'd start to slow down. It's like, wow, <laughs> really thinks the safe distance is a long way. Yeah. So I've turned that down and I turned, I turned off TBA because that was just like. The other, the other thing I find um, vaguely annoying, it's not terribly annoying, but it is a little bit, is it's very slow at, uh, and this isn't just the Citroen, I think the Hyundai was the same. Very slow at working out when people are pulling off the motorway. So it, it'll, if someone pulls across into the lane next to you, it won't pull straight up alongside or, or accelerate. It'll hold back, but usually for several seconds after they've moved. Yeah. So, you know, if you're on a, if you're doing 50 miles an hour in the inside lane and there's people gaining on you. Yeah. And the person in the front's gone and you're thinking, come on. Come on, accelerate. Well, and suddenly it starts to accelerate. Usually what I do in that situation, what I've found with the MG and the VW was the same. It, it will slow, it will want to slow down when people pull out, pull over or chat to pull off. Yes. And it will want to slow right down. Uh, but as yeah. soon as they're out of the way, if you just juice the accelerator, it will kind of clear that. And it'll, you don't have to do it yes. hard. You just tap it and it's like, oh, okay. But yeah. Um, I've turned the lane. They've, they've still got a way. I've turned still the got lane. a way to go with these things, haven't they? For them oh, to yeah. be just it's normal. It, it's pretty good, but like to, to this afternoon, I was driving back from taking Joe to his drumming, and I was coming down the country road, and there was a fairly young kid on a bicycle. So yeah. I pulled out, and it still like wanted to slow right down as so I was trying to go <laughs> past him, and I'm on the wrong side of the road on a country road. It was like, no, go. Bloody juice it! Come on, go. Like you know, I'm nowhere near the bike. I'm really not. But um... I do appreciate it though. On uh, when you're in fairly heavy, rainy traffic, it's actually quite good then because it sort of keeps you safe. And oh yeah, and no, I'm just not you know. Means just... you don't. Means you don't have to concentrate quite as hard, doesn't it? It does. I mean, and just occasionally, I've had it apparently start to slow down for no reason. I assume it's detected something like a bit of bush or something that's sticking out. That's yeah, made. a bit of phantom braking. It's yeah. like, oh, oh no, so there's nothing there. Go, go. But um, <laughs> and it doesn't. It's not like... a hedgehog. Keep going. <laughs> yes, and it doesn't. Um, it doesn't like narrow gaps at all. No. no, between part like if people park their cars and there's not much, you know, there's room to go through, but it really doesn't. Matter. <laughs> it's like, ah. yeah, I tend to only, uh, I tend to only use my crews on dual carriageways and motorways anyway. So. Oh yeah. Well, that's not stri- not strictly true. There are one or two roads near me. Uh, when I go to play for choir on Tuesday, there's a really long road which is thirty miles an hour. And there's rarely any traffic on it at that time. So I just flick it onto 30 and yep. just let <laughs> it drive itself along at 30 miles an hour. Because int- interestingly, the MG doesn't have a limiter, whereas my Citroen uh, had a limiter. Oh, so it doesn't. You, so, like, when you're in town, 
you put the limiter yes. on and drive it manually, but it wouldn't let you sort of go over 30 unless you... Go over the speed limit. Unless yeah. you absolutely oh, made it. But this is all, I assume they, because it's got all this TBA and whatnot, I assume they think that you're going to use Didn't the... Didn't think it was worth it. You know, you'll use the... Yeah. I do use the 30 mile an hour in town because it's very good at that, actually. That's all right. Yeah, if you're on a nice, nice bit of road and you just want to keep steady at a steady speed, that's quite useful. Yeah. So, <coughs> no, I'm very pleased with it. It's got um, a camera reversing and camera out the front. Weirdly, it's got no, um, got no proximity sensors at the front. Right. Oh, I find those so annoying. In all honesty. Well, I've, the, got, the, I've had them for front, five the years. Got the thing with the, of course, the thing with yeah. the Citroen is it needs. It's just like it, you say because you can't really see where the front I, is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I've got the post, and mm. then I've got a a carport. Uh, when it, it's okay, it, it tends to beep as it goes past the post, yeah. and then of course when I when I, I tend to put the nose under the carport when I'm coming in forwards, it just goes absolutely bonkers. Exactly. It says, "Oh, you're close to a post. Oh, you're close to a wall." <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I, say, to... I know I am. That's where it's meant to be. It's yeah. meant to be there. Anyway, but um, overall, very, very nice. I think you'd like it a lot, Good. actually. Because you yes, said that. Yes, might well, be I've, I have looked at it. I have looked at it. And uh, yeah, I, I'm now. Do you know what? I, I'm not quite sure what to do next time because I was chatting to a friend who I don't see very often. And he's one of these guys who he lives on his own. And he's, I say that as if it's something strange. I live on my own. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but he lives on his own. And um, he's had a Volvo for, oh, as far far back as I can remember. And he said, you know, it, it, it is getting near the end of its life. And he's wondering what to do. And he said, I can't afford an electric car. I said, well, how far do you do? And he said, well, I only do short distances, literally just one or two miles mm. most weeks. And I said, have you looked at a leaf? What are mm. some of the original leafs? And he said, why? He said, how much are they? And I said, about 5K. He said, mm. really? I said, yeah. And then that that started me thinking then. And I started to think, maybe I shouldn't be spending all this money on a new car. Perhaps I, perhaps I ought to consider putting my deposit towards buying a 30 kilowatt hour Citroen, uh, Citroen uh, leaf, mm. like I like I used to have, and then just running it into the ground. So yeah. I'm undecided at the moment. <clears throat> well, yeah. That, that would certainly save me money in the long run. So yeah. I might consider it, because I know they're good cars. Well, yeah, definitely. Yeah, no. So anyway, we will see. We will see, won't we? The, 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 the MG is very nice. The only thing that irking me at the minute is the AC keeps blowing cold air, and, and like, get it go hot, often you have to go turn it up to about 30 degrees to get any hot air out. Oh, yeah, I'd, I'd seen that. Yeah, I'd, I'd seen people talk about that on forums. It's just a quirk of the uh, of the system, I think. Hmm. I mean, it's got, obviously, you've got air, air like, letting air from outside, you know, in the UK yeah. one, recirculate the air inside, and an auto setting. And I noticed it was on auto earlier, and it was blowing cold air, so I turned that off. That helped. It's also got an eco button, which appears to effectively be turn the AC off, <laughs> or turn the heater off, anyway. So, yes, they do, sometimes, yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's strange, isn't it? I wonder why, I wonder why that would be the case. Uh, it's made in China, isn't it, where it's hot? I don't know. <laughs> 
I had to turn it yeah. up to get. I mean, it wasn't cold, cold the other day, but I wanted a bit of warmth flowing. Didn't want it hot. Yes. But to get any warmth out of it at all, I had to turn it up to about twenty-eight degrees before it started blowing warm air and not cold. That air. is a bit. That is a bit weird. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the Citroen's similar, but it's not. I don't have to go anywhere near that. Twenty-one, twenty-two, and that's plenty warm enough. But it does sometimes blow cool air when you'd expect it to be blowing warm. Warm, yeah. warm air, just occasionally. So, yeah. So, yeah. I'll get used to it. Oh, turned... well, good. I'm, gl- I'm glad you're pleased with it anyway. Yeah, I managed to adjust all the, eventually, where I found them all. Because after, after using the Citroen for so many years, and you know pretty much where everything is. Yes. And some of the things are in weird places in the set, you know, not where you'd think right. they are. And there's a sort of a hidden screen with a load of other settings in it. Have you with... decided what to put on your steering wheel buttons yet? Uh, it turns out only one of them's actually programmable now. I don't know if they oh, were both. Right. I don't know if they were both programmable on the on the demo and they've changed it. But one of them is set to driving modes. Right. No, one of them set. Sorry, one of them is set to uh, regenerative braking level. The other one, yeah, you can set to the selection of things. Um, driving modes. I often find it. I often AC, find it quite radio. amusing. I find it quite amusing when you're listening to reviews and they'll say, and they've hidden the regenerative braking settings. And, and I, while I have driven a car that has flappy paddles, and I do like that, if I haven't got flappy, but this car hasn't got flappy paddles, and I just leave it in B mode all the while. Yeah. Well, that's not true. I have to switch it into B mode every time I get in the car. But that's what I do. So... I don't, I don't know why it has to be that available if you're just going to leave it. Most, I, I'm guessing 90% of people will, won't mess with it and they'll just leave it on one setting. Yeah. I mean, the same, check- with the, same with the dro- driving modes, you know, you're probably not going to change that very often. No, you're not. So, I wouldn't have thought. I mean, you've got, I mean, yeah. you've got snow, eco, normal, <laughs> sport. So. Yeah. So, the yes, mine has eco, standard, and sport. I don't think I've ever used sport other than just to demonstrate that it's got one. <laughs> yeah. I don't I've got no I mean uh, I, I think mine is in standard most of the time. If I yeah. want if I want to I'm going somewhere and I want to get the maximum range that I can drop into eco. But uh, and the, I am guessing the snow mode is just like max regen and well I suspect it um a little bit like using engine braking. Uh, I suspect it uses um it might it might slow the accelerator ramp down so that you don't spin Possibly. the wheels. Or I suppose it could step up traction control as well to uh, make yeah. sure you're not going to. Yeah. Anyway, there's, um, I don't think uh, I've got much. Good. But, uh, yeah, I, and I've managed to figure out how to turn the lane keeping down to the minimum setting where it just sort of beeps at you and vibrates the steering wheel rather than if you have it on max, the bloody thing keeps trying, <laughs> keeps trying to steer for you. It's like, get off, get off. Like super assisted steering, get off! No, yeah, I know what you mean. Don't like that. Yeah, and I tried I've to. Suddenly found out. I tried the one pedal driving. Um, yeah, I, the one pedal driving for about ten minutes. Yeah. I didn't like that at all. That was horrible. Didn't you like it? No, I, I mean, I suppose if you you'd have to get used to it because it's like driving a mobility scooter. It's like yes. all or nothing. There's no. There's no kind of normal driving at all. I did find the first few days though, even on um. Because with the max region, you know, when you drive a petrol car, obviously you're thinking about stopping as much as you're thinking about going. Yes. 
you know, as you approach a junction, you're thinking about, right, de- you know, take your foot off, let it decelerate, start brake. <clears throat> First few days, I found myself coming up to a junction, take my foot off and getting ready to brake. And it was like, oh, blimey, I'm only halfway there. I've got to keep going. <laughs> I've got to juice, yeah. it, juice it a bit further. I thought I'm going to get to the junction, like I'll be doing 10 mile an hour when I come up to the junction. <laughs> But yeah, uh, you'll get. Oh, I'm used getting to used to it, it already. It, I'm, I think that's one of the best. I think that's one of the best things about electric cars is their uh, their sort of regenerative braking. It's 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 like it's a win-win, really, isn't it? You're getting power back in the battery, but you're also slowing the car down without without using your friction brakes, which is great. Yeah, yeah, very much so. I did wonder. I thought I wonder when it's regenerative braking. Does it put the brake lights on? Yes, if it's over, a, I think it's over a certain number of revs. So, yeah, basically, if you're slowing down fairly quickly, it will put the brake lights on. I just wondered because I thought it, it actually decelerates quite quickly. If you got it, like I have it set on, th- you know, max regen, because I don't see any reason. Well, let's not put it to. this way: I've, ne- I've never had anyone, I've never had anyone run into the back of me. So, uh, and I've <laughs> no. been driving electric cars all this time. I just wondered. So I wouldn't worry about it too much. Yeah, and they they normally do. And the other thing was, right? I I think I've seen one of the MG fours in the wild. Yeah. Before, and then the first fort, like the Tuesday, the first day I actually had it, I took the dog to the dog groomers, and I saw two in about half an hour. <laughs> That's just typical, isn't it? Out in the country roads when I was taking the dog to the yeah. groomers, and they were about four cars apart as well. <laughs> when I was out yesterday, I must have seen five Ionic fives. Oh yeah, they're quite. Which, you, know, you don't you don't see that. Yeah, I just don't see that many around really uh, around here, but. For some reason, yesterday I saw several, I've maybe seen, more than five. I've seen quite I just a kept lot. saying, oh, and I think five. <laughs> There's loads of electric cars around right, there. Right, shall we? Uh, there we shall go. Shall we get stuck in? Yeah, let's get stuck in, shall we? Here we go. Right.